Are you alright, Traveler? Well, I guess you're in your ethereal state, so can't really get harm, but still, you gotta be careful. God, there's even more than there was last week. Wingover, how is everything looking? Well, I think I almost have the protection spell ready, but I have to see. Alright. Um. Okay, that's fine. Why don't you head on over, Traveler? We never need to get this story out. Greetings, Travelers. Yes, it seems the cult is trying to interfere with the story. I'm not sure why. Maybe they don't like hearing about themselves in a bad light, but I'm... Oh. Troubling times. Ha! <laughs> uh, but Travelers, yes. Where were we? Oh, right. Arkham. It seems whenever Arkham is brought up, more and more of these cultists are gathered here. And now the story is centering in on Arkham and they are just attracted like flies. Oh, they are the worst. But in lighter news, we got a bit of fan mail. Woo! This one, Travelers, is from John Graha. And he is from United States of America. Uh, five stars, of course, for travelers. Come on. Uh, this one says, <clears throat> You need this daily bread of a podcast. Ha! <laughs> it's, it's need like K-N-E-A-D. Like you're needing bread. Uh, it's fine. Whatever. It's, you don't get it. It's fine. Let's see now. It says, I've only listened to one episode, but heard about them through the Four Orbs podcast. So far, I'm amazed at the quality of production, exclamation mark. I've already used some of the storytelling techniques in my home game as Dungeon Master. Can't wait to start from the beginning and catch up. Oh, thank you, John. Oh, I guess there's a few techniques in our story to tell. A lot of bad people in our stories, if you think about it. Man, we need more cheery, happy people, and not cultist happy. Oh my goodness. Oh, but travelers, things have been crazy here. Uh, I managed to smuggle in a Battle Bards person when I went out last time. Uh, you can come on out. Yellow, how are you? I'm from Battle Bards. My name is... Anton. Uh, hello, Anton. Uh, this is Anton. He's a turtle from just a, a little further up the Sword Coast. Uh, nice guy. Uh, he uh, was the only one willing to come with me. I did promise him food. So, uh, alright, take it away, Anton. Thank you. Wing over. Hi, I'm Anton. I come from BattleBards.com, and if you want some of our cool BattleBards techniques from our Bardic College, then why don't you go on down there? There's all sorts of fun things. You can have spells of necromancy, or enjoy some enchanting spells. Or even, uh, take a little gander in... The Powers of Divination. 
It's, uh, it's pretty amazing stuff, if you do ask me. Yeah, uh, make sure you use the promo code. Well, seven dice. Yeah, I get 15% off that subscription. Why not? Because, you know, I do it. Alright, go ahead to my shell now. All these cultists scare me. Bye. Um, okay, thanks, Anton. Right, uh, anywho, uh, that's about all of our updates so far. The cultists are still trying to get in. Michael, they're at the back door. Yeah, and uh, hopefully this protection circle will be up. The next time you arrive, travelers, it's a, it's a doozy of a spell, so it takes a long time, especially when you have one person casting it. But travelers, yeah, um, let's go ahead. Let's get this shindig started, am I right? So where we last left our heroes... They just went into Arkham after that whole big shenanigans, and they're looking to split the party up and try to get two things done. Save Diana and destroy Spellsinger. Let's see just how well that goes in Arkham Part 2. Hey, I'm Bright, and I'm playing Kalsar. Tiefling Paladin and Chosen of Yetifa. Hi, uh, I'm Humberto and I'm playing Bordon, Dwarven Cleric and Chosen of Time. I'm Evan and I'm playing Ronnie, the Half-Elf Bard and Chosen of Chaos. Hey, I'm Robert and I'm playing MZ, the Gith Yankee Ranger and Chosen of Previously on Battle of the Seven Dice, our heroes had quite a tense situation after being somewhat forcibly sent to Arkham through Yagditha's whims, they found themselves standing outside of its large walls. There was a strange payphone that was ringing, and after Ronnie answered it, they all began to be sucked right through, taken to Arkham. Borodon, being the last one through, looked back just in time to see just in time to see Nesme go up in a large mushroom cloud. Now our heroes and their four companions stand there, just inside the twisted city of Arkham. We will start this off with Rube, MZ, and Ronnie. And we'll just be popping between you guys here and there throughout this. We're so fucking dead. Maybe. Group A. So, Ronnie and MZ. Walking to the shop, you see a little sign outside that's swinging in the wind. It's still quite late, but you see that there are lights on inside the shop. And there are a number of people outside in the town that are still milling about and talking and acting as if it were the middle of the day. You walk into the shop and you're greeted with that jingle and a fresh smell of flowers. The walls are lined with traveling goods on the left and clothing on the right. And on the counter, there's a basket of colored spheres. A nervous woman stands behind the counter with a large forced smile and appears to be in what looks like noble's clothing. 
and is tending to some of the flowers. Um, how may I help you? Uh, do you enchant stuff? No. Oh. Three cloaks, please. <laughs> uh, the clothing is just on your right there, and you see there are a number of cloaks there. Okay. I grab three that... Uh, there are four of you. Were you grabbing three because you already have one? Oh, four of us. Uh, no, I need one too. So I'll grab uh, four of them. Okay, you set them down on the counter. She looks at them. That'll be two gold. Okay. And she hands you the four cloaks. They're fairly large. They'll, they have the hood that you can pull over your head and they'll cover your shoulders. Perfect. So do you know anyone who can, like, make stuff magic? Um, possibly the wizard up at the keep, I guess. Oh, that's great. Where's, uh, he's up the keep, you say? Uh, yeah, she is. Uh, Ilthias spell uh, singer. Um, okay. Can we just go up and meet them? Um, maybe. There are a lot of guards there, I think. I haven't been able to leave the shop, you see, so... I'm afraid I don't really know. You just need to get over the bridge. All right, what's what's with the bridge? Can we just go over the bridge? Maybe. It, you should be able to. Okay, sounds, sounded like there was a troll or something. I don't know. I haven't <laughs> been outside of the shop in three years. Well, trolls live a long time. You would know. <laughs> okay. I haven't met a troll. I'm going to grab Ronnie, and we're going to leave the shop now before we draw too much attention to ourselves. And I'll put my... Well, she hasn't left the shop in three years. I don't think she's going to be telling anyone. <laughs> and I think, uh, I think I'm doing a good enough job, job of drawing attention, considering I'm on fucking fire. Oh, yeah. Well, you, you'll have a cloak soon. Okay. That's, that, that, <laughs> that helps. I'll give everybody their cloak. Uh, so you give one to Amelia and Yolanda? Mm-hmm. I give it to Ronnie as well, and I throw it on, and I'll take that cultist necklace that I that I have, and I'll put it on as well. And if Ronnie doesn't have his on, I'm going to suggest that he puts his on. Do I still have mine? We all have it, right? Yeah, Okay. should. Okay, well, that's fine. I can put it on. A little jewelry. Never hurt anyone. You and MZ have a cultist necklace. So you two don those necklaces. And then I'm just going to say, let's be careful who we talk to. Uh, okay, well, how about you do the talking then? No, but we just, we don't want to draw attention to ourselves. Let's just go assassinate this lady. Yeah, well, we know where he is, so let's uh, get over there. Okay. This is the first time Ronnie's ever agreed with someone on anything. Uh, no, he's agreed to go to a few taverns. Yeah, I think I also agreed when he wanted to kick that door in. That's true. Mm-hmm. Also, when uh, to get the squirrel to come with you, you agreed to that. Yeah, and also to turn back time to not get yelled at. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a few things. It's just they're the wrong things. Uh, okay, so you guys go to leave the shop, right? Yes. Yeah. As you open up the door, the four of you walk through it, and you find yourselves walking back into the shop. And the woman behind the counter just starts openly weeping. I can't leave the shop. I hate this place. You could have done us a uh, real solid and locked the door so we couldn't get in. I can't. Are there any windows or anything? Yeah, there's a couple. 
Can I open a window and try to... Yeah, you, you look outside and it's outside. Cool, climb out. You climb out the sh- uh, the window and it's the weirdest thing, MZ. You watch Ronnie climb simultaneously in and out of the shop. Huh. <laughs> okay, uh, Lucas, when yeah. I got to level six, took Dispel Magic. Hmm, okay, okay. Can I try that on this shop? I didn't think anyone had to spell magic. <laughs> I had it on my sheet, but it did not save my sheet last time, so... Okay, so I need you to make me an ability check using your spellcasting ability, so charisma. 14. Goddamn. So, Ronnie, tell me, what do you do to dispel this magic? Uh, I just do a little bit of beatboxing. And, and then hope that, that works. Okay. MC, you watch as Ronnie does this beatboxing as he's frustratingly looking at the window. Yeah. Are you doing any like little dancing with it and stuff? Like that 90s uh, rap music video dance? No, I really got to concentrate. Okay. So Ronnie's just beatboxing hard at this window and suddenly there's this crackling that starts to form around him and then it just blasts out like a wave. And suddenly there's this strange feeling in this room. You look over, the woman's clothes change from a noble's outfit to a regular outfit. All the flowers disappear in the shop, and then you see the spheres are arranged in a rainbow order on her counter suddenly. And she looks, she's like, what? How did you do that? Uh, what you saw? Did some magic, and now it's gone. Amelia and Yolanda look at each other and... Yolanda says, that, that is the ability of the Disruptor. You're able to affect these spells and magics that are outside this realm. Alright, I'm going to open the door and try and leave. Yeah, you leave. And the woman in the shop rushes past you and just runs out going, I'm free! And she is just barreling out. We should have done it before he paid her. Probably could have got this for free. Yeah, no, she left the register. She's gone. She doesn't care. She's, like, you know, just screaming down the street that she's free. You see she's walking this, or running this way. Why not just take stuff? Just take the stuff. Yeah, what else is in there? Uh, it's just, like, basic traveling gear, like water skins, backpacks, some rope. <laughs> All right. Can I take a rope? All right, so you grab some rope? Sure. Okay, yeah, you just grab 50 feet of hemp rope. We'll go over to Team B, Kelsar, or Yegditha, and Borodon. So the four of you are marching down the street as you saw the door close to the shop, the one-stop shop. And you walk past this inn that is just, its sign is swaying in the air, and its sign just says, the normal inn, as you're walking past it. You see, there's a lot of citizens that are just talking to each other, laughing, having just like everyday conversations like, oh, this crazy weather we're having and stuff like that. And you're walking through this crowded area. As you come to the first fork in the road, you see there's an entire burned down area. There's maybe the odd house standing there. But you see in this area, there are, uh, when you see this neighborhood, a lot of it is just 
burned down, blown up. There's boulders that have smashed through these buildings long ago, and most of them have just collapsed in on themselves. You even see a number of old decaying skeletons lying around, even in the street. And townsfolk are just, like, stepping over them, smiling, not even noticing. I roll to take my body back. You rolled a one uh, just not too long ago, so it'll still be a little bit. I need my body back. You gave up that wheel voluntarily and then rolled a one to take it back. That... Whatever. You'll get it back soon, I imagine. Sure hope so. If you don't roll a one. Yeah, pretty much. Hey, if I just cast a spell magic on him, would that work? Maybe. But they're they're far away still, huh? Yeah, they're now like uh, two city blocks away. Well, and you guys are still technically inside that shop. This is happening like at the same time. Uh, so is there anything you guys do? You see these skeletons are in the streets, in the burned out area. People are there talking, walking around. The street goes a lot further down. Uh, and forks off into three other parts later on. Yeah, do you think it sense energy, right? This place is just... There is nauseating amount of energy coming from everywhere. Can I, like, focus onto a certain energy? What are you trying to find? I mean, Yagdita doesn't care. He just wants to know where Diurna is. Sure. Um, make a perception check. Ten. You still feel it's vaguely like it's coming from the north. Mm. Okay, so I use Augury. Okay. That will tell exactly where it is. Is there anything that goes along with that spell, or...? Yeah, I need jam laid sticks, rolling dragon bones, lane... I like I can just throw rocks and sort of find where it should go. I imagine Bordon would have something, like probably some like dwarven rune stones or something. Oh yeah, that augury could be good, bad, good and bad, or just nothing. That's super helpful. <laughs> What's it like? It's good and bad. Cool. Yeah, it's like the Schrodinger's cat. You know? <laughs> cat maybe dead, yeah. maybe alive, maybe octopus. It's like a D&D alignment. Chaotic lawful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have a moral compass, you just have no idea what it is. What is Bordon trying to do exactly? I'm just trying to find, um, like, the prisoner. Okay. So, you know who would be great in here? MZ. You know why? Because he can actually track stuff. Maybe, maybe, uh, since since I have, um, uh, stone cunning. Don't you have, like, locate object? No, I was just thinking maybe if, like, stone cunning, if I can, like, if I look, like, on the ground... And if like uh, like the path is actually laid with stones, maybe there is like a battered um, path that maybe people took. Oh, to see what's more used. Exactly. So maybe I could follow that. Sure. Roll me an investigation. And what else? Because I have like the stone cunning, or am I using stone cunning for that? That's what stone cunning is letting you do. If you didn't have that, you wouldn't be able to do this. Oh, okay, cool. So I got a 15. So you are looking at the stonework on the ground, the cobblestones, and you see there are very clearly ruts that are being formed since this road doesn't seem to be well-maintained and just wagons keep going over it again and again. 
you see there are even some skeletons that have been just run over by heavy carts, and so their bones are just cracked along these paths. And as you're sort of looking through this, you step on some of the soot that is from this burned out area. And Egdito, what you see is suddenly Bordon bolts upright and his eyes go pure white. And Bordon, this is what happens for you as you feel this vision flooding through you. Suddenly, there's a large bang and your ears are ringing as a blistering heat washes over you. You look up and brush the long hair of your face. Your head is spinning. You look down to see hands that are not your own and a dress covering the body that is not yours. You look up and fear encompasses you. The sky is a darkened red with black clouds of smoke and soot. Black winged beings fly through the sky carrying people to their deaths and screams are heard everywhere as your hearing slowly comes back to you. You hear a bellowing roar and look to the source of it, and a being that could only come out of your dreams is standing there. Over a hundred feet tall, this green-skinned, winged bipedal beast walks through the city, swatting at Arkham's battlements as if they were nothing but annoying toys in its way. Their long tentacles stemming from their face catch boulders that are being flung at it, and it just crushes them as if they're made out of dust. Your mind suddenly kicks into high gear. Your children. Oh god, what? you forgot about your kids. You start sifting through all the rubble all around you. You hear their muffled cries. A few men in strange armor made out of cloth suddenly slide near you and they start helping you. They speak a language you don't understand, but you can tell they're there to help you. They help carry your children out towards the temple of Necros, the god of death. A memory flashes by you as you remember selling out one of those saviors with the strange tattoo on their hand. He was trying to warn you about this, and you sold him out for 15 gold coins. Is this a sick form of karma? Why did the king put prices on these people's heads if they could have stopped all this? None of that mattered anymore, though. You need to protect your kids. You can hide in the temple until it's over. The gods will keep you safe. And you remember, just up the road, during, to the left path, is the temple to the Necros, the god of death. And then you snap back to it and you're standing in the street with Kelsar again. The dwarf had a vision. Yes, but I mean should I be talking to Yigditha? Or should I try talk to try talking to Kelsar? Or I can just like talk to Yigditha to actually allow Kelsar out. So I, I think I'll do that. So I'll just talk to, to Yigditha then. Yigditha? Yes, dwarf. Uh, I need Kelsar out because this is more like this is a stealth mission and uh, like you are literally in flames I just saw the like the fall of the city I've experienced like a out of this body I just had like an out of this body experience and uh, I saw the person who sought out um, people that could actually that could had actually helped the city it's probably karma so um the path to the left it takes us to the church the church of necros oh the temple sorry the temple of necros but i need kelsar here you can't be here you know you're too powerful you would draw way too much attention i really need kelsar here this choice is up to you, Brent, what you feel that Yegdith would do. I mean, 
I feel like he wouldn't care. <laughs> okay. Sure, you could do that. This is all in your hands. Can I, like, try and take my body back? Yeah, I'll give you a go. This body is mine, dwarf. <laughs> Stop fighting me. I rolled a 12. So you feel yourself getting closer and closer to the front. You're not there yet, but you feel if you just push it again soon, you'll be able to get there. So, let me be a little bit more clear with you. I'm not leaving this place without Kalser. You dare disobey me, dwarf. You understand that you are a god. You know that you would draw way too much attention. Just let him out. I could destroy the city by myself. You, yes, again. What could, like having the city destroyed, actually had? The city was destroyed, and you're seen. Mordon, help me! Help me, please! Stop it! You... You are a good god. I don't I don't understand why you're still fighting to let Kelsar out. I, I really can't... I do what I have to do for the good of existence. So do I. I, I can't understand why, why don't you trust him? You are going to destroy him anyway. So what's the point? He's young and naive. He doesn't understand what's at stake. I am the only one that can guide this vessel to victory. So why are you not just taking his body forever then? I mean, I don't understand. He seems pretty powerful, like at least powerful enough to keep you in check, right? He must have any, like, he must have some value to you. I, I don't, just don't understand. Why can't you just like work with him wouldn't it be wouldn't it be a lot better if you two work together instead of you two fighting each other wouldn't it be like easier yeah, since you're a god can't you do that like talking to him be two in just one body so I said my piece I don't know if you we while you guys are there we quickly switch back to team A MZ and Ronnie you guys are just walking into the street. You hear in the distance this woman shouting that she's free, she's free. And you guys look down the left side of the street and you could see just in the distance there looks to be a park. And then a little bit past that, maybe uh, a, like a marketplace. Okay, hoods up and everything. Well, I mean, we're looking for like a big tower, aren't we? So... Like, there can't be that many of them out in the distance. You can't quite see things from where you're at just because the houses are blocking it. I'm going to suggest that we move at a fast pace and start start going down this path. Uh, so just follow the road? Yeah. Uh, so you guys are just going to go down the road? Yep. Sure. So you guys start going down the road, and you're just passing by this park. On the left side, you see... There are quite a few houses, and just a little bit further out, you see that there is a temple, and it looks a bit dilapidated. It looks like the the domed uh, ceiling on it has a lot of vines growing over it. There's some large columns that are holding it up, and it's standing by itself. And as you're walking by this forest, 
you guys hear in your heads, Wow, you look so amazing. Oh my god, you're you're such a beautiful person. And when you hear in your head, Ronnie, oh my god, I'd love your necklace. You're you're such a fashionable person. Everyone must love you. Damn, my inner monologue is getting real loud. Hey, you feel that these voices are coming from the woods, like the small park that's just to the right of you. Why don't you come into the park? Come relax. I'm going to tap Ronnie on the shoulder and cast uh, protection from evil and good. (laughs) So, Ronnie, you're hearing these voices and they're going like, you're so beautiful. Oh, my. Are you famous? You must be a slut. And then it just cuts out midway as you feel this energy wash over you when Enzi taps you on the shoulder. Um, it also says that uh, the target can't be charmed, frightened, or possessed by... I'm obviously going to choose aberrations. Yeah, that's a smart move. <laughs> it says they have disadvantage on attack rolls um, against him. And the target has advantage on any new saving throw against uh, the relevant effect. So now you guys can see, like, the branches are trying to reach you. They can't make it as far as you are, but they keep seeing to try to reach for you. <laughs> and MZ, you still hear the voices in your head like, Come into the forest. Come relax. You look so tired. And uh, you see Amelia puts her hand on Yolanda's shoulder, and you see a similar energy flow over the two of them. And she looks at UMZ. We should keep going. Yeah, we need to keep going. So you guys make it past this strange forest, and you start walking into this market. And coming upon this area, you see that it was probably at one time a marketplace, but it has been completely torn through. There's some sort of battle took place here. Large crates have been stacked up to act as walls to form a protective circle. Skeletons are lying about. They seem to have been defenders of this area. You see some torn up stalls. You see a few that have been put back together, like ramshackled. And there's people at them selling wares. There's one person that's actually standing on a skeleton looking at things in a stall. And it just seems people are okay. And a closer inspection, you see a lot of the townsfolk here that are just shopping are gravely wounded. And you also see just at the front of this area, there is a footprint that looks like it's about 20 feet in length. Hmm. To the north, you can hear the sounds of rushing water and see the start of a bridge. Nope. Bridge. Bridge is over there. Let's go to the bridge. (laughs) You see there's a few people installed like, hey, you want to come buy something? There's some good stuff over here. Nah, we're going to the bridge. Oh, where are you going to the bridge for? Uh, Going over it. Gotta get over the river. Oof. Good luck. So is there like a troll or something? And you guys start walking towards the bridge. We'll hop back over to team A or team B. So so he didn't answer me about the troll? <laughs> he just looked and went, oof, tough luck. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Got to get that oof in there. <sighs> Yegditha and Bordon, you are standing in the street. Bordon just really tossed these words at you. How, what are you up to, Yegditha? 
I've seen Kalsar's future, and he is not capable of making the decisions he needs to make on his own. Every time I've seen it, he's failed. He dies. Everyone else around him dies. This is the only way. I have to take control. Dude, okay, so you are basically killing Kelsar. And you'll be, like, seriously, he'll keep trying to um, get his body back. So imagine... His life is necessary for the future of all. Sure. And if he dies three times, then he will become like a killing machine, and you know that. So what I'm trying to say is, if we're in the middle of the mission, and Kelsar takes his body and something happens, like, you might kill Kelsar simply because you are, you are holding him hostage. That's what I'm saying. He will keep trying to get his body back, because it belongs to him, and you know it. But sure, do you want, do you want that? Take the lead. Take the lead. I just think that, as a god, as a superior being, you should know, and not just that, you should place your fate in him. You don't understand what happens today. <laughs> sure. Like I said, lead away. I've seen the future. Every time he has taken control... <laughs> I have rewind the pre like the present to the past. It doesn't matter if you have seen the future. Out of my way, dwarf. Okay, so what do you guys do while you're standing there in the street? Uh, Dan and Chanel are looking pretty nervous. People are starting to look over at you guys. Let's keep going north. So you go north, you're walking past this three-part split of the road. You see that large obsidian temple, and Bordon, you know that this is the temple of Necros, the god of death of this, must have been this world, this realm. And you see Yegditha just strolls right on by it, and there's just, it must be residual feelings uh, from that vision, but you feel just a little sense of urgency, like, oh, I gotta go there, it's really dangerous right now, but you know those weren't your feelings. Mm -hmm. You guys come up to the bridge as well. So, MZ and Ronnie, I want you guys to go into the super secret channel while I talk Bordon and Kelsar through this. Alright, you two. I just don't want them to hear this so that they can make their own decision based on this bridge. You guys walk up to this bridge, and you see standing on it is a large figure. This figure is slightly hunched over. It has this skeletal face with a large jutting lower jaw. Long black hair drapes greasily from its head. It's hunched over with these two massive arms that end in these clawed hands, and its feet go all down in their clawed, and it has these black robes that are fitted over it. You see one hand is curled around a tall scythe, and it just stands there on the bridge. And Kelsar, you know this to be an avatar of a god of death. Yegdith, I should say. A powerful avatar stands in our way. It doesn't seem threatening. It just is standing on that bridge. Hmm. I guess it's too soon for me to take my body back. Eh? Yeah, a little too. Can I approach it? Yep. I'm gonna walk up to it. You walk up 
to this avatar and it looks back at you, Yegditha, and you hear this wispy voice just drift to your ears. Are you sure you wish to cross? Yes. Take my hand. He holds his hand out. Can I sense anything? Can I use something to sense? You feel a hell of a lot of energy coming from this thing. You don't feel... You still don't feel any hostility, though. I'll take his hand. Ordon, you watch. Yagditha grasps onto his hand. There's an eruption of flames around Yagditha, and you hear this echoing cry. (laughs) And Kelsar collapses to the ground, and he lays still. I'm dead? And now there's just this avatar standing there with Kelsar's body. And he turns towards the three of you. And Dan goes, what What the fuck? And he draws his sword and Chenille has her hands gripped around her mace. What, what the hell just happened? He was probably taken to another plane. If he was dead, um, the parasite would have taken his body already. It would, like, he would be enveloped in a cocoon. And he would be resurrected in about a minute, which clearly he's not. So rest assured that he's not dead. So, yeah. He just took his hand. Well, it's clearly a powerful being, right? So I don't think, like, it would be strong enough to kill Yigditha with just one touch. Either Yigditha or Kelsar. And, uh... You guys probably are not sensing any hostility coming from him as well. So I think we should trust him. I mean, not trust, trust, but I mean, I'm saying more of a we shouldn't attack on sight. Dan shakily sheaths his sword. Yolanda puts her mace back into the loop on her side. All right, um, I'll, I'll go up next. Uh, I mean, you guys can come with me if you want, but... Yeah, uh, we're all going. So the three of you march up this bridge, and this creature turns towards you, and you just hear this wispy voice once more. Do you want to cross the bridge? Is it talking to me? Yeah, you feel the voices coming towards you. you. You think it might actually be directed at all of you. It's going to sound extremely awkward, um, can I use speak with dead on that skeleton? On, like, the the being in front of you? Is it, yep. would it be considered, like, a corpse? Can I, like, can I talk to the god? You're honest, it, you, it seems like you could talk to it if you tried, like, it's talking to you right now. Without actually having to use speak with dead. Yeah, like, it's talking to you right now, and you can feel like it's a physical voice being directed at you, not, like, a telepathy or anything. So, it's going to be pretty quick, but, uh... So, are you an avatar of Necros? Yes. What happened? Like, I I had this vision where the city was completely destroyed by an old one. Is that correct? It was... Right before it was doomed, it was ripped into this world by the one you know as Dorum. She holds this city in a stasis, 
Me and my brother are locked in this city. Can can we help in in any way? You and your brother, as in the god of life. So, Dorum is strong enough to keep two gods in here. We were already weakened by the elder god. So, question: It's not an avatar; it's just a proxy, right? Yeah, like an avatar is like a kind of like it. It just it puts out like a version of itself. It's not like it's full being. No, I'm just asking, like, because he he sees himself as like the god, right? Yeah, you know from your studies that avatars do see themselves as the god. They understand that they're an avatar, but they also refer to themselves as if they were the god. Okay, so it's not like two different beings. That's right. It's just like uh, it's two parts of the same being. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, so the avatar is technically just like the body, but the soul is still there. It's just not in the body. Like, it's complicated. Yeah, okay. that's right. So, is there any way... So, that's literally Necros. Do you, like, who I'm talking to. Yeah. Necros, stare away. So, what? what's the name of your brother? He thinks for a moment. You see he's he's trying to recall, and then he just shakes his head. What happened? It's been too long. Parts of me are fading. So you can't remember the name of, the name of your brother? Do you remember where you're, you know, where, where you're being like imprisoned? I've been separated from my world for too long. This city does not belong in Abir Toral. It needs to go back. I can do that. Like go back in time? Or go back into its own dimension. The wizard must be slain, and Arkham shall return. Is there a way for you to help us because... I am bound to this bridge. Is there, like, a piece of information that could be helpful for us? He sits and thinks for a moment. The wizard is not alone. Okay. There are many... And there are many in the Colosseum, where once great battles were fought in my name. Be careful when you search for the Wolf Woman. Okay. You see uh, the armor fade away from Kelsar's body, which is now naked on this bridge, and you see another form of Kelsar being formed on the other side of the bridge. Kelsar, you're back in control of your body, and you're standing there. You have one level of exhaustion for having Yegditha take control for so long. You are so tired. And Bordon, you see him. He's just across the river. Uh, You see... Necros grabs the naked body of Kelsar and just tosses it into this blackish green water. And then, he, and then you see the, the water actually flows into a portal at the end, and you look down the far river, and there's another portal that where the water's coming from. Oh, God, that was... It is time for you to cross the bridge. So I can't help you, aside from slaying the, slaying the wizard. That is correct. Okay. You will not need to die once you've done so before, and it will not affect your mark. 
Well, so I'm ready. He holds out his hand towards you. And I take his hand. So you take his hand, and Dan and Chenille do as well. And the three of you drop. And Kalsar, it takes maybe a minute, but then Bordon materializes beside you. Same with Dan and Chenille. Their bodies get tossed into the water. What the hell is... What the... What the... What the fuck is going on? Where am I? Where... uh, Where's Ronnie? Where's... Where... Where... where, Bordon! Bordon! I I run up to him. Bordon! Bordon, what? Like, like, just like, quiet. Like, I'm just like, latching onto him. Bordon, Bordon, what happened? Oh, God, that is awful. Okay, so... Oh, God. I'm so glad you're... I'm so glad you're here, buddy. I'm so... I'm glad that you're back. I'm so sorry. I'm no, so it's, sorry. It's okay. I'm so, I'm so sorry. MZ and Ronnie, you march up to this bridge with Amelia and Yolanda behind you. You see that there's a portal off to the far right where this blackish green water flows out and far down you see it's flowing into another portal. Standing on the bridge is a large, hunched-over figure with a skeletal face and long, greasy black hair coming down, wearing black robes. It has these two massive arms that end in claws, and its feet end in large claws, and one hand is gripped around a scythe. And it stands on this bridge. There's no hostility coming from it, but it just looks towards you. Um, looks pretty hostile. I don't think that's a troll. <laughs> I make sure my cultist symbol is showing. Alright. Yep. The being is just standing there on the bridge. Uh, Hello? It looks at you. Can we get across? It waves you over. Nope. Looks like we can get across. Okay. So you guys walk on up, and this being is blocking the bridge and you hear this wispy voice come from it do you want to cross the bridge yes take my hand Mm. no (laughs) (laughs) then you may not cross the bridge and love Ronnie at the same time. It's amazing. I'll take its hand. So, MC, you grab onto this thing's hand and everything goes black. And you see MC just collapses onto the ground, not breathing. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. And then the being looks to the other three and Amelia and Yolanda immediately back up a few paces. And it asks... Do you want to cross the bridge? Hmm. So how fast is this river flowing? Very fast. So, like, you, there's no way me or that guy could stand up in it? That's right. Okay, uh, I'm going to go take a running jump off the bridge and then use warp on that guy. <sighs> okay. So, Ronnie, you You run, and you jump, 
and you look at this guy, and what do you do to make this warp happen? I yell, warp. <laughs> so you yell, warp, <laughs> and suddenly there's this flash. And you're now standing on the bridge, and you look, and the being is just standing there in the air. And then for a second it flickers, and it's back in front of you on the bridge. Well, that's some DM bullshit. <laughs> I am bound to the bridge. I am not allowed to leave. Hmm. I wrote up this guy before you even made your character. Yeah, but you still it's still a bunch of bullshit that you knew and did specifically for this situation. Okay. <laughs> uh, you watch as MZ's armor slowly starts to dematerialize and his naked body is just on the ground and you see another MZ appear on the other side of the bridge. And MZ, you suddenly breathe in again and you're on the other side of the bridge. You're looking over at Ronnie, a naked you, and Yolanda and Amelia just all staring wide-eyed over at you. Am I naked? Nope, you got all your gear on you. What the fuck? <laughs> and it takes your naked body and just tosses it into the water. I look at my symbol, like, was I just killed? Uh, nope. Your symbol hasn't moved at all. But I'm me? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to cross the bridge? So, you're all, you're all good? MC? I put my arms out and I'm like, brains. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Dad, I think he's joking. I don't do that. I don't do that. <laughs> I just like I'm like like patting myself, and I'm like, yeah, I guess so. Well, I guess I'm grabbing the guy's hand. So Ronnie, you grab his hand, and same thing happens to you. And Yolanda and Amelia, they go to try to do like a warp to the other side, and nothing happens, and they look frustrated. You see they're talking and trying to figure things out for maybe 30 seconds before frustratingly they go over and they grab the being's hand. And the same thing happens. Ronnie, Yolanda, and Amelia all appear beside you, MZ. And the being tosses the bodies into the water and just stands there. You're now on the other side of the bridge. Well, really, really messed up. Uh, okay, let's go look for that tower. <laughs> Okay, you see to the north, there is what looks to be uh, burned down buildings. There's one very large building. To the right of you, there is a large coliseum that has like this old architecture. And you see far, farther to the north, there is this hill with this winding road leading up to a keep. So what I do is I tell the group what Necros told me about... Uh, Wait... I thought we're, oh, we're back. You're, oh, are we? We're still, we're still split up, Roberto. Yeah, you're a little. Yeah, you guys are on. You see the map. You're, oh, you're they're there, and you're over yeah, here. The I mean, asset, I dude. still can use like the stone, right? You're a little lagged behind them at the moment, like timeline wise. So, uh, yeah, I'll I'll switch over to you guys in just a moment, and then you could uh, relay that stuff to them. Okay. So, uh, MZ, Ronnie, you march up to the keep on the hill? I guess that's probably our best bet, finding this wizard. Yeah. So you guys march up. You see there were some warehouses that were along the left-hand side. 
The sky is this dark, reddish black, and the clouds continuously swirl overhead. You walk past this burned down area and you see there's this large noble's mansion and there is a burned down tree that stands in front of this mansion and a large blood stain near it. And it looks like a blood smear dragged towards the Colosseum. You guys keep marching or do you investigate the mansion or what would you like to do? The mansion seems like a trap. Is like there anything ahead? You just see the roads just leading up towards this uh, keep on the hill? Oh, yeah. That's probably the best bet. Yeah. Okay. I don't want none of this mansion bullshit. No. Last time we were in a man- last time there was a mansion, everyone almost died. Yeah. Like twice. Yeah. Uh, you start going up this hill. We'll go back to the other guys. God, Lord, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I, 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 all I wanted to do was just teach, just teach Ronnie a lesson. But, but you're right. There's no handling. There's no handling, Ronnie. Yes. Like, I, I, God, I'm, I'm so stupid. What was I thinking? Oh God. That stone floating around your head looks red hot uh, right now. No, no problem. It's okay, Kelsar. It's okay. Uh, it's, it's not just that. It's. Under high stress, I, I, it's such high stress, I, I can't control it. It's harder for me to control him. I totally understand. It's a power that you don't know how to use it properly. Just like me, how I handle time. I don't even want this power. <laughs> me neither. Me neither. Do you know that I got, like, 20 years older? It's because, like, I did something wrong with my power. And it wasn't like, even something big. So we we have to we have to be we have to be more careful. Yes. That that's why I use my power so sparsely. Like we need this power like on actual like problematic situations, like dangerous situations. We can't just I don't see Palin Dan. He's looking at you real concerned. Kelsar, is that you now? You're you're all good. Yagditha isn't holding on. Did you know I was going to be possessed by Yagditha? I. We were told that you would be a vessel for Yagditha, but honestly, the way we were told, it was like a legend. It wasn't a fact. I never thought it would be like that. It was disturbing. Dan, every day, my life since I've been here has been a goddamn nightmare. The order is not much better back at home. Those creatures still prowl everywhere there. The few students that are left, Master Typhon, a few of the other older members, are held up in the mess hall. They're waiting, hoping that we complete this mission while they try to hold those creatures off. You know the time difference. We spend time out here, it's barely any time there, but... I don't know how long they're going to last. They used what magic they had left to send me, Chenille, and Diurna here. We're going to have a talk about this later. But for now, where are we? I, I've gotten bits and pieces of it when I was pos- when I pos- possessed by Yagditha, but where? what is our mission exactly? I know here we're here to rescue Diurna. Correct. And we need to go to uh, Necro's temple. Where is that? 
That's back on the other side of the river. That was that black obsidian temple that you passed by. Uh, uh, no, I mean, Kalsar is asking Baradon. So, oh, I thought, oh, I thought we just crossed the bridge. We crossed the bridge. Yep, and the temple was back here, but uh, Yegditha didn't want to go to it. Oh, shoot. Well, at least I got to talk to Macros. Okay, so I think we are technically dead, but not really. So, yeah, because we, we weren't resurrected. So th- that's... Okay. And then we just uh, talked to the god of death, Macros. Um, yeah, he was the one who let us cross the bridge. Yep. So, what he told me is that one, like, both the god of life and the god of death, which is him, are imprisoned here. Arkham is, like, does not belong to this world. It was actually brought by Dorm. So, it seems like Dorm is extremely strong. It's not like, uh, like, okay, he's strong. It's clear that we have to avoid Dorm at all costs, then. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, so what, what Necro said is that, um, the wizard is not alone. So, Spellsinger is not alone. And, uh, so, Lucas, sorry, we have to go to the Coliseum, then. Yeah, you are right by it. It's just the left of you. Okay, and, and that's where Diurne is. So what I'm going to do now, Kalsar, is I'll try to use the communication stone uh, to tell the group, like the other group, that um, they should be even more careful because, um, like Spellsinger, she's not alone. I mean, which is sort of expected, but just reassuring them that, or sorry, warning them that uh, Spellsinger is not alone, and they should be extra careful. Yeah, I, I need a, I need a minute. Thank you, Barona. Do Do you need Do you need healing? You look pretty fatigated. Like you look pretty, you look pretty tired. I'm, I'm, I'm. I just need to sit down for a bit. Uh, okay. I'm fine, thank you. No problem. I mean, I'm not, I'm not fine, but I'm fine. Yeah, you're as fine as the situation I allow you to be. Yeah. Yeah. I dial Ronnie, and I, and I send like a picture, of my dwarven instrument, boop, and then I, I dial uh, MZ, and then I tell MZ. It'd be funny if that speaker stone turned into like a brick phone and just boop 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 boop. Tring <laughs> tring. <laughs> so uh, I call MZ, and. Uh, I tell him about, like, how dangerous, uh, it's like, it's just like the spell singer is not alone. Yeah, so MZ, uh, you can hear over your communication sphere. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll thank Borodon for the heads up. No problem. Just be extra careful. Um, there are two gods in here. Uh, I don't know if you guys met, like, a, a huge creature with... Yeah, we yeah, did. Yeah, like... A skeleton one, so that's Necros. That's the, like the like the avatar of the god of death. Um, he and the god of light, they are both uh, imprisoned in this plane. So uh, Arkham, sorry Arkham, is 
not from this world. And what he said is, when uh, when the the wizard is slain, both of them will be um, will be released. They will actually have control, and Arkham will go back to its own uh, place. So now we have actually two problems. One is we don't know how fast Arkham would go back into sorry into its own plane. So and two, Spellsinger is not alone. So maybe uh, like again, just a heads up. And uh, if the city starts to shake, if you guys be, like if your guys are, are able to kill Spellsinger, the city may go like crazy because it may go back to its own plane. So you just let like your group know that. Okay, I'll uh, relay that information to them. Well, uh, Amelia and Yolanda look at each other. Amelia says, well, I think we would probably have a short window of time. May the amount of magic that is maintaining this, we would probably have five, ten minutes. If we kill the wizard, I could quickly get us out of here. Just snap a portal. The wizard is sealing that ability right now, but once they're dead, I could get us out of here immediately. Uh, do I know that? No, she's just talking to MC at the moment. I'm going to ask her what about Borodon and Kelsar. Yolanda says, I can try to home in on them, and I'll I'll try to take them out of there. If anything, I don't think Yagditha is about to let their vessel die anytime soon, so they'll, they'll definitely find a way out, but I'll, I'll make sure I get them. Okay. MC and Ronnie, you march up and you make it to the top of this hill and you see this beautiful keep. This keep, walking up to it, you see the size seem to throw you off a little. Uh, when you were further away, it looked much more grand, spanning up this entire hill. But as you approached it, you saw it's about three stories tall. It has a turret on either side, like those long towers. And uh, the stonework seems to be in great condition. The windows appear to be recently replaced. The flower garden has overgrown with small flowers with teeth that are fighting one another. And you see there's a pathway just along the left-hand side of the house that looks like it leads around. And there's a large set of bronze doors that serve as this entryway, and there's a large picture on either door. One appears to be a god of healing and the other a god of death as they both seem to meet at the middle of this door. I'm going to ask Ronnie if he thinks we should go through this door or if we should look around the house first or look around this place first for uh, entrance in. I'm going to let you know as well that I have two potions of invisibility and I also have... I have invisibility as like a spell also. Oh, okay. And I got this uh, salve with uh, 10, I have 10 uses of it, but it's that, that one that makes you really, really skinny. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if the Christmas salve. Yeah. I've been holding on to this stuff. Okay. How long does that last? Uh, not long. Like uh, probably last a minute. Okay. 
like I don't know how skinny it makes you because I haven't used it yet but I thought maybe like we could get through cracks or just like places we normally couldn't get through I got my hole opening thing we can just go straight through the wall <laughs> uh, let's look for like a door first you're at a door at the moment there's a large door at the front like a back door or a side door or something so there's a, a side path there if you want Take a look at the side path. Sure. Okay. And we'll go over Bordon and Kelsar. So I imagine you're going up to the Coliseum, right? I'm going to need to think of a plan. I doubt they'll just let us waltz in there and take uh, take Diana back. Uh, so we'll say you walked up the road just a little bit, but you can see somewhat the front of the Coliseum. Uh, how about the both of you make me perception checks? Oh, 19. I got 23. So you both see this. There are two ghouls that are kind of leaning up uh, against this column that's just outside these massive double doors into the Colosseum. And they're just chatting. They look really bored. And there's also the mansion that's standing amidst so much burned rubble. It looks perfectly intact, okay. And a burned down tree in front of it and a large bloodstain that leads towards those Colosseum double doors. Do you have any ideas, Bordon? I have this, like, non-detection ability. Remember, you two also... Sorry. Um, you two both also have two potions each of invisibility that you were given by Elbido. And those two ghouls, they look like... They... Like, they are regular ghouls, right? They would attack us. It's not like the god of death. Yeah. Yeah, they look like the creatures that you fought in that small town, except they're wearing clothes and armor and they have weapons. Okay, so, Kelsar, we can either fight them, or we can use one potion of invisibility, which I have no idea how long it would uh, it would last. So it's... Well, let's think about it. Let's think about it, because if we sneak past the ghouls, I mean, we only have two potions, right? And that would just leave uh, Paladin Dan and Chenille back. You each have two potions. Okay, so we would have to use one of our po... We would have to all use our potions, and considering how many ghouls we faced, I feel like we could take them down, especially with all four of us. So, I like, my problem is not um, fighting those ghouls. It's about, about drawing attention. Exactly. What if we... Because my concern is, like, we don't know how long the potions last. That's a big problem, and... Bordon can make an arcana check to figure that out. Actually, Kelsar, you have the ability to cast spells, right? Yeah. Yeah, you can make one as well. Yeah, I got like 16 in Arcana. Oh, okay, so you, you got it. Uh, you know this spell will last an hour. Okay, so I tell... Hmm, an hour, that actually gives us quite a bit of time. Yeah, like most of these, um, like, invisibility spell... Uh, sorry, invisibility potions, well, they seem to last up to an hour... As long as we don't attack anything, of course, or be detected by any means, of course. And but what about Diarne? What, what are we going to do once we get her out? Because then she won't have a potion of invisibility. So basically, you're thinking that we should lay waste on every creature? I'm not saying that, I'm just trying to think of a way where we can get, get everyone out without getting killed. No, I agree. I totally agree with your point. I, and, and I... Sorry trying to figure out how and it just seems like 
you clearly don't have enough potions to last the entire time. So, who here would be like the best, like the best person to be, like, to be able to hide? Wait a minute, Dad. Let me ask Dad. Hey, Dad, Paladin Dad. What's up? How how good is Shinyal in terms of stealth? I was gonna be a scout originally, but they moved me over to be a paladin. Or I mean, uh, not not Shinyal. I mean, I meant uh, Diana. How good is Diana in terms of stealth? She is very good. She is used to doing solo missions on hostile worlds. Okay, so what if we find a means for her to get out, and if she can get out by herself, then? So I bought this. I bought this hide cloak here. So what I'm thinking is, if one of us can actually uh, sneak past, like three of us, because I'm I'm very bad at sneaking, and I'm using this like plate. So so do you, right? Yeah, we obviously wouldn't be good at that, but but if if we could use like three potions, one for each of us, um, we could. What if we gave the cloak to Diana once we meet her? Like, my only concern is maybe she's battered up, right? Maybe she's tired. Maybe she's just like, you know. Hmm, that's a good point. It's it, like my only, uh, pre- like, I'm just preoccupied that she may be just too battered to actually be able to properly hide herself. Hence, like, the potions. Okay, that's a good point. So, w- which which one of you guys would be able to... Like, is like the stealthier here in this group. That would definitely be Chenille. So Chenille, uh... Dan is a massive guy. So I give her, like, the hide cloak? Yeah, definitely. I I could use this and we'll save the potion for Diana. If she's injured, that's a great idea, Bordon. Okay. Yeah, good thinking, Okay, Bordon. so we can do that. Right? We have one hour. Okay. Yeah, we got one hour, so we have to... We have to be... Extremely quick, but also at the same time not alert us. So simple. As you guys look at this Colosseum, your plans starting to solidify. You're looking at one another, feeling like we can do this. We can actually get her out of there. As MZ, Ronnie, Yolanda, and Amelia were starting to go around the side of this keep, looking around, seeing if there was possibly another entrance or something else going on. The black, reddened sky, it swirls around up top, and this boom of thunder goes round. And we'll end this one here. What a tale. Arkham sure is a spooky place, huh? But this is probably the first time the Death Shift's ever really had it together. I guess when you threaten them with such a crazy death and a horrifying place, they're gonna really get their act together. Sad about Necros and his brother, though. Always tough. You know, you're there and 
The world's eating away at your memories and your being. You're just trying to get by, but you don't know how, and you're bound to a bridge. Oof, can't imagine a life like that, travelers. But it was fun. Uh, and thanks for coming by. We are on our last chapter for this act, Act 1. You'll probably think it to yourself, but Wingover, this is one hell of an opening act. <laughs> and you're right, it is. The other acts will be smaller, I can say that much. And what I can also say is, there will be a total of four acts. Ooh, yes. So, I hope you're enjoying the show so far. And remember, if you ever want to give us a bit of support, because it always really helps, up on that iTunes, up on the Stitcher, slap them reviews in there, and send us some love. Or just hop on over to Twitter, say hi, we're at Ballad7Tyson, usually perusing the Twitters. And remember, you can always stop on over to EasyDiceRoller.com and use Ballad 7 Dice for 10% off. Pick yourself up some dice, get a really nice dice tray. Something good. Alright, travelers, I must be off. I need to try to get this spell finished, and no one is helping me, of course. Anyways, travelers, I bid you adieu.